Hey, bays! I have something really, really exciting to share with you all today. So in celebration of a little juju podcast, new season and relaunch, we're having our first ever live show and little reception in my hometown of Baltimore, Maryland. This event takes place July 7th, 2022 at the Parkway Theater right here in Baltimore. Doors will open at 6.30 p.m. and the show starts at 7. And this also happens to be right before my birthday. So you already know what time it is and how we're coming. We're celebrating together. Please come and join us. We'll have drinks, music, and a live taping of the podcast. And of course, me. I can't wait to see you all there. Please wear your mask that is mandatory for entrance into the parkway and a negative PCR test or proof of COVID vaccination. Can't wait to see you on July 7th. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Later. Okay, y'all... First of all, y'all are dead. Like, relax. Second of all, y'all not about to be telling me what's okay and what's not. Like, you're, you are supposed to have been elevated. Do you need some additional healing? But it wasn't clicking. They're like, but you keep dating women. And what? You're not? What? And so I had to be like, okay, y'all might have died in like 1848, but it's 20-something, you know, 21, 22. And they were like, oh, all you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. Hello, hello, longtime bays and my new listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the A Little Juju Podcast, the womanist witchy insight pod that delves deep into black pop culture, the black healing journey, and the ancestral spiritual systems that can help get us free. This is the hashtag Black Ass Spirituality Show, and I'm your host, Juju Bay, a psychic, a hoodoo, and a Risha devotee, but most importantly, never forget I'm a bad bitch witch. So thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, if you'd like to keep up with the conversation today, you can hashtag ALJPod on social media um, to keep up with the conversation, see who else is talking, find some community. So I hope y'all are doing well. Um, I'm doing okay today. My mood really just plays on the weather a lot of times. And today it's rainy and kind of giving gloom outside i know april showers bring may flowers but right now i'm recording and it's may so where's the flowers i ain't seen a flower it's no sun i don't know what's happening but otherwise i'm trying to stay on top of it trying to do my grounding i've been praying a lot today so i'm feeling i'm feeling okay just kind of eh, you know but um, I'm really excited for today's topic with love and romance. And, you know, now I'm an expert because I'm in a relationship. So now I can talk about, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm actually not. But I am really happy that I am in a relationship and that it's healthy and that it's good. It's been a long time. I've been single for a really long time, almost three years. And I think trying to get back into the flow of what it means to be partnered and, you know, having to consider somebody, <laughs> you know, considering how somebody feels and, um, you know, my actions and their actions. And it's just, it's such an interesting moment for me to be in. And I think that you learn a lot about yourself when you 
are dating people and you're committing to people. And so I think I've been on a journey of like deepening my understanding of who I am because of how I show up in my relationship. So that's been good. But also like, that's a lot. It's, it's kind of weird sometimes. You know, you also have to be more accountable than you were before, at least for myself. I have to be more accountable than I was when I was just out here in these streets. So... Some of my old listeners know just some of the different workings and quote unquote spells, I call them workings, that I've done to be in partnership and how some of those definitely (laughs) did not fare too well. Okay, there's a lot of different layers to this. One, I've had a situation with my spirits and ancestors when I was partnered three years ago, two and a half, three years ago to a woman and some of my ancestors who were homophobic like popped up and that was like a whole journey of having to like tell them okay y'all first of all y'all are dead like relax second of all y'all not about to be telling me what's okay and what's not like you're you are supposed to have been elevated do you need some additional healing do you need me to explain some things to you and I had to literally talk to some of my ancestors about what it meant (laughs) for me to like be open and like date who I wanted to date. And I'll say that it actually went very well. Like they're cool with it now. They had some concerns. They, some of my ancestors also are really concerned with me having children. And that was another conversation that I had to have. And they just, it wasn't clicking how, and I want to have children as well, but it wasn't clicking. They're like, but you keep dating women. What you're not what? And so I had to be like, okay, y'all might've died in like, 1848, but it's 20-something, you know, 21, 22. And they were like, oh. So again, it's like the ways that we live our lives can teach our ancestors. Some of our ancestors are super elevated. They get it. They're they're supportive. And some of them are still holding on to a lot of the ideas that they had when they were living. And it's a give and take. They learn a lot from our experiences. So yeah, I had to give some of them the one-on-one on sexuality and it worked out fine. Been supportive ever since, been supportive of my partners ever since. So it was all good. And then I also know that that I've used, you know, a little juju to manifest lovers, manifest people who I wanted to be my partner, who never became my partner, who probably should have never been my partner. But I feel like being in this role that I'm in and getting a lot of inquiries from y'all and just the public, I think the main things that people talk to me about are money and finding a boo. People wanting to find a person, people wanting to juju their boo so that they don't go anywhere or juju their partner so that they don't cheat or how to keep my man around so that he stops doing xyz i will say it's mostly the straight girls asking me but that's neither here nor there i i get it and i don't i try not to judge the love questions and how do I get someone to stop cheating on me and how do I get someone to stay with me and what can I do to have all eyes on me? I try not to judge those questions because I'm not going to say we've all been there, (laughs) but I've been there. I've been there. Like I've definitely considered and done work 
to keep somebody or to have someone stay around. Like, I'm not going to act like I'm just the best spiritualist ever and I've never, you know, done juju to stop someone from doing something that they're doing or wanting them to be with me. I think that a lot of people, if they're honest, they've done that in their own way, whether they did a spell, whether they did a candle, whether they pray, said a prayer, or even just your actions or your thoughts can manifest into very real things, even you just thinking that. Um, so that's one reason why I don't judge, because I've been there. But the second reason that I don't judge is because um, our ancestors, there's a lot of examples, documented historical examples like in files, in libraries, in books. You can find this in the book um, Black Magic by Yvonne Chereau, who we've also had on the show. We love her. Who talks about the real workings that were happening uh, during enslavement and post-enslavement of our people like making sure that their partners were not going anywhere, particularly men. There's a, a term called an, a nature sack. Or it's called a nation sack. It depends what you look it up or where you read it. Nature sack or nation sack. And this was very popular in Mississippi during maybe like the 50s. And uh, women would tie a string and like a satchel around their waist. And there was different ingredients that went into it. It was like a mojo bag. For those who don't know, a mojo bag is like a... It's like a, a, a satchel that you put different items in. And essentially those items create... A energy or a spirit and it does what you need it to do. So I can make a mojo bag for money and I'll carry it on me. I'll keep it in my pocket. I'll keep it in my bra and it's supposed to draw money to me or I can make a mojo bag for protection. So I put different protection items in this small little bag and it's supposed to keep me safe. So this particular mojo bag or nation sack was tied around the waist, but in it was like items, herbs, plants, etc. that would... um. That is that was said to control your partner's dick, basically. So if ever he was stepping out on you or he was trying to fuck somebody else or something, you could like activate your nature sack, your nature sack, and he would stop. It would it would prohibit him from getting hard, essentially. Um there's a whole song about it. It's a song called Come On in My Kitchen by Robert Johnson who is a blues artist and he sings, he mentions the concept of the nation sack. Oh, she's gone. I know she won't come back. I take the last liquor out of her nation sack. You better come on in my kitchen. It's going to be I think one thing in the nation sack was also like some type of sexual secretions went in it. So again, the whole idea and concept of wanting to have control over a partner is not a new concept. And so I don't judge people who reach out to me wanting that because it's it's not it's not new. It's not new. I'm sure your, your ancestral mothers probably did it. Your ancestral fathers, your ancestral parents, regardless of gender, may have thought or prayed to have someone stop cheating or to stop doing this. So it's not anything for me to judge. However, 
it gets into a very sticky situation around consent. It gets into a very muddled discussion on how we use our spirituality and what is too far. What is turning into like manipulation? And I think hoodoo, as a hoodoo, these practices really are about manipulation. <laughs> like quiet is just kept. It ain't quiet. These are about manipulation. So quote unquote, magic is about manipulating something to do what you want, whether we are trying to manipulate um, a person, a situation. We're trying to get a job. We're trying to be alluring to a new boss so that we get a raise. We're trying to manipulate the weather. Like everything that we do is about manipulation. Where's the line drawn when it comes to trying to manipulate a partner or a potential partner or someone that I may like, who I desire, who doesn't like me? And I know in my head, I've heard, I've seen that there's a spell I can do to make you look at me. There's a spell I can do to cut you off from your current partner, to break up with your wife or your husband or whoever and look at me. There's things (laughs) that can be done. So... I feel that people have to draw that line for themselves. Now, me, myself, personally, I don't want to get all in that mix because it can be very dangerous. And I think some of the stories that you don't hear about when we do manipulate other people in regards to like romance and partnership and relationship is that the, the spell itself, the working itself can wear off. Or that person could go see a lady. <laughs> they could go and learn about it. They could have a dream about it. Like you just never know who you're who you're trying, or their ancestors could retaliate. And people have been have been harmed because of trying to. Okay, for example, we all know we might not all know, but you may have heard about the spaghetti trick, which is the trick of putting one's menstrual blood into spaghetti. This happened a lot in the South. It still happens. Or red drinks, coffees, things that you can't really see the color of the blood. You're putting things in a partner's or potential partner's food or drink. They consume it. And it is said that you're binding them to you. It's a very common thing. Now, That can backfire because sometimes you're binding yourself to a person that you, that maybe you want to break up with them one day, but you done did all this stuff. You done jujued the mess out of them. You got your nature sack. You done put blood in their spaghetti. You done put blood in their coffee. You done put secretions in their Alfredo. Child, I done seen a lot. (laughs) And then eventually maybe you want to leave. Maybe that's actually not what you wanted to do. You were just going through a moment. You try to leave and those people retaliate against you or they don't allow you to leave. Like it gets very, very messy. Um, I've seen situations get very, very abusive and no, it doesn't get abusive necessarily because um, that person has consumed your fluids and you've done work on them, but it doesn't help in getting away. And I've seen it happen. I've heard stories of it happen um, and and fatal stories where this, this spiritual aspect was involved. So that's why I feel like it's just something to be super careful about. You know, ideally, we want people to choose us. I don't want to have to give my bitch no vaginal fluids in her 
Alfredo, <laughs> like, I want her to like me because I, I'm me. But sometimes we need a little... This is what I have done in a uh, relationship, previous partner. Like, we just weren't... We were attracted to each other, but we just needed some... A little zhush. We needed... uh, We just needed some excitement. And so I asked my partner, I was like, hey... Can I do a candle work to increase our sex? Can I do a candle work to just bring some fire and passion to our relationship? We love each other, but it's just a little dead over here. So how about we do something together that can enhance our relationship? And yeah, they were totally cool with it. And we did it and it worked and it was fine. So I'm not saying there's no space for Juju in our relationship sphere because it is but unfortunately what i see is y'all trying to get people who ain't shit <laughs> and you're trying to do people who ain't shit who you ain't gonna like in two months who you actually don't want to be with who actually isn't treating you right that's not what i want to see okay great transition into glamour work so glamour work is the process of making oneself look and be glamorous, just like it sounds. It is like, I keep saying all eyes on me. Like I'm the star, I'm the baddest, like I'm the most beautiful. Like you can't deny me, my talents, my looks, my gifts. Like I just have, or you just have people under your spell. And you, and maybe you can like think of somebody who was just like, you see them and you're like, dang, like, I don't know. You just always got the, they just have that natural glamour juju. So that is glamour work, really just up in your own glamour. And it's actually really, really good for your esteem as well. I, I love to do glamour work. But yeah, it's just the all eyes on me vibe. Now, candle work is basically using a candle to to manipulate something. So I could do a candle work for myself. I could light a candle. I pray over it for me to bless myself. I can do candle work for protection. So I'm praying into a candle. Maybe you're dressing it uh, with other materials, herbs for protection, Um, You can do a candle to represent yourself. You can do a candle to represent somebody else. Like I'm a candle work witch. I love a candle. I love getting a black candle for protection. I'm using a white candle. I'm doing reversal spells. We'll get into that later. But yes, candle working is just using a candle as the main source of juju. You don't have to always involve another person. If you want somebody to look at you, do some self-work. Put the juju on you so that no one has any other choice but to look at you because you have done your glamour work. You did the juju. You got your catnip on. Take notes, y'all. I'm telling you right now. Catnip is a good herb for attraction. You know, if you're a crystal girl, lotus stone. Um, you could also do Damiana. It's a aphrodisiac when it is consumed put your damiana in uh your oils or your lotions or your mojo bags or whatever so there's a lot of things that we can do personally to like up our attractive energy that's safe so that we're not including other people where it could get messy but again i I honestly i ain't judging 
And let me add, my last few fuck buddies, I did work to to find them, to attract them to me. I did candle. I used candles to like attract people to me because I was like, uh, I just need some new people in my life. I need whatever. And so I got a decent amount of fuck buddies doing that work. Um, but then I stopped because it just, I was super overwhelmed <laughs> by the people that I manifested. And then I found my partner. So I didn't do any spiritual work for my current partner. It just happened. And I used to be so annoyed by people who was like, you know, you find your partner when you least expect it. I'm just like, shut the hell up. I'm, I'm, I want to expect it. I'm looking for it. I'm going to do the work to find it. And I kid you not, her ass just kind of like popped up. So I'm not saying that to say stop doing work to attract the partner or do work to attract or don't. Like, I'm just saying that was my experience. And to go back, be mindful of the kind of relationship that you think you want and the work that you do to obtain it. Because I have done my fair share of candle working specifically and prayers to attract certain individual people to me who I have no business attracting. And I know by married or nothing like that. Just people that were not good for me. And in a lot of ways, I, I think I knew that even when I was doing it. Like it was, it's this weird. I don't think I knew how bad it could have gotten but there were definitely signs that I ignored and I just wanted to be desired by this person that I deemed important or that I deemed interesting or that I deemed so beautiful that I just did it anyway, just to almost like a, let me see if I can do it. I really do kind of want to be with them. I want to experience them. And, and then I did it. And then I was like, oh fuck, this is not, this is not what I want. So if you are anything like me, just be careful. And I get wanting to be desired. There's nothing wrong with that. I get wanting to be alluring. I get wanting to get the attention of the person that you deem is like, ooh, I I want you. Make sure that that's actually what you want. I've manifested a lot of chaotic people. So I would really sit with your why. Why are you wanting this person? What would it mean to have them? Are you looking past any potential, I'm not going to call them red flags, but just some concerns that could come up that you may be pushing out of your head because you're so tunnel laser vision on, I just want this person. I don't care about anything else. I'm encouraging you to think about the other things, the everything else. When you manifest a person, you also are manifesting like their things. Like, do you have the capacity to handle what may come with this person? Do you know what comes with this person already? Do you have an idea of a person in your head, but you really don't even know them like that, which was my thing. 
you know, I'm being a bird. This this person got a blue check. <laughs> like I'm being a fucking bird. <laughs> and that's the only thing. I'm not thinking about nothing else. And then when they're there, it's like, oh my God, you're a mess. You're a fucking mess. But I literally was like chanting over candles for this. And now I'm in mess. Now, some ways to, if you're interested in finding a partner, you can do your candle work. So you can have a candle represent yourself. You can have a candle represent another person. And you don't have, it doesn't have to be about a specific person. You can just write down what it is that you're looking for in a partner and put it under that one candle. So you have you and then you have the other candle that has all of the qualities that you're looking for in a person. You put it under that candle and you can just pray over it until the candle goes down. You can use a tea light. You can use the pillar candles within the glass or the open ones, safety first. And you can pray over it. You can kind of bring them closer together as you're praying. Like you can get creative. There's no one spell to do a thing. You know, I don't really believe in going on YouTube and looking up the spells that people use because you just don't know. Like that worked for that person. You don't know if it's going to work for you. I'm just saying what's on the top of my head. But you can do whatever makes sense for you. Um, and use some of the herbs and things that I named if you're trying to do your attraction work or bring yourself closer to somebody. You can also just go to your ancestors and talk about it. I talk to my ancestors all the time about like, I'm tired of being single or I'm tired of this nigga, like, or whatever, like talk to them about it. See what they have to say. See if they might be blocking your relationships for a particular reason. Maybe they're like, we're not bringing this person to you because that person ain't shit. And you don't even know what we're protecting you from. Ask them, like, are you protecting me from a thing? Is that why this is happening or why this is not happening? Do I need to be patient in this aspect? Because um, sometimes shit just don't be time. And like, as annoying as it is, sometimes it just don't be time. And on the flip, let me add, since we're talking about, you know, being with people in partnership and stuff. Sometimes... It's time to leave that relationship, honey. <laughs> Sometimes it's time to go. Sometimes it's time to pack it up, hang it up flat screen. And you know, like, you, I'm going to say, I want to say deep down, you, you feel it and you know, I think that's true. But I think that sometimes people actually don't, <laughs> or it's really hard to hear that voice. So that's when you can go to your spirits. That's when you can go to divination uh, you know, getting a reading from a trusted practitioner to confirm, is it time for me to go? Or is it something that we actually just need to have a conversation about that we haven't been having? Like divination, your ancestors and spirits will bring up all these like deep seated things that come up with relationships. So I do encourage that as well. And, and letting go, when it's time to let go, letting go to make room in your life. Sure, for more love, but just more room for yourself, more more room for the blessings that you want to have in your life. So there's a lot here. I think that that really is a good um, segue into the listener letter um, when we're thinking about letting go. Let it go. Let it go. 
So I asked on IG for y'all to send over some questions that you had about love and romance. I'm also at, I have a voicemail thingy on my Patreon right now. I might make it public, but I really love to hear y'all voices and want to put your voices on the show. So if you are a patron, please, please, please do the voicemail. But I got a question about um, cutting cords. And for folks who don't know, cutting cords is is basically like cutting off, like spiritually removing and releasing people that you don't want to be connected to anymore. So the question was about cutting cords with folks that you've been sexually intimate with and how to do so, particularly from a hoodoo perspective. And then I also got asked some general questions again about just letting go and healing from heartbreak, which, oh, you know, healing from heartbreak, it feels like sometimes it never stops. It's a, it's a journey. Cause I think in a lot of ways, even though I'm in a happy, beautiful, loving relationship, I'm still healing from heartbreak. That's why certain things come up in my relationship that I'm like, wait, what was that? Oh, that's me healing from heartbreak of some other shit that happened before that ain't got nothing to do with you, babe, my bad. So I think in a lot of ways, you know, healing from heartbreak can happen at whatever phase it happens when you're single. It can happen when you're in a relationship. It just be happening. So from a hoodoo perspective, there are, you know, cord cutting rituals. There are cord cutting baths that can be taken to release and remove those kind of spiritual ties to people that you've been intimate with that you don't want to be connected to anymore. I'm going to shout out my homegirl, um, Tam Iaoshundara, aka Bruja Banton. She sells a cleansing bath. She sells um, a cord cutting bath, I believe, and maybe a cut and clear. But those bats are really, really good for like removing, releasing, cleansing. So definitely hit her up. That's the bath lady. But one pretty accessible eh, ish way is to get black walnuts. They're like, girl, that's not accessible. What the fuck is a black walnut? Right. But I mean, you can buy it online. Black walnuts are just a form of walnut. And uh, within hoodoo, they're used to cut cords. They're used to release that those ties that we don't want to people. I like to do black walnut baths. I haven't done one in a while because I haven't felt like I've needed to. But um, when I did, I would use nine black walnuts with the husks. I would boil them in a pot of water. The water would be black because the walnuts are black. And I would take out the nine walnuts. I would pray over it. And I would take a spiritual bath with that black water for nine days so I would like take my regular shower I had a big pot of the black walnut mixture cut and clear I would just get a cup of it for the nine days I would have enough for nine days and after my regular shower I would pray into it I would say who I'm trying to release what I'm trying to release and I would pour it over my body and then like wash with that mixture after my regular shower and that's it and I would do it for nine days so that was a good core cutting I recommend black walnuts for that um super accessible actually if you're still if we're still on the baths salt salt is a good clearing cleansing ingredient child run yourself an epsom salt bath put some epsom salt in there and the power of the tongue y'all the power of there's so much life and death lies in the power of the tongue ain't that what the christians say Pray, just pray, speak your intentions over your water. When you put your Epsom salt in there, wash your body clean. Like, and as you're washing, say that you are trying to 
remove the energies from this person, that person, any ties that may be blocking you or keeping you down. Say all of that. Now, after you take your Epsom salt bath, I would run over the myself with a shower just because in my brain, I don't like to sit in a bath where I'm trying to remove. So if you do take an Epsom salt bath and you're washing yourself, the energy of water flowing over your body and going down the drain, I think is important. So I would just do a little rinse with the shower. Um, some other things you can do is, again, you could do candle work. You could, oh, a, a little working came to my head. I've never done this, but use some type of, you could use a doll, you could use a candle, something that represents you and something that represents another person. And I would, and I just each day would kind of move the things farther from each other. So say you use two candles. I have one candle that represents me, one candle that represents somebody else that I feel like I have a soul tie to or my cords is interlocked and I'm trying to cut it. I would just move every day. I would speak over those two candles and move them farther and farther apart. And I would do this for however many days you want. I like to work in odd numbers. I love nine days. So maybe like nine days you're moving the candles farther, 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 farther apart. So on the ninth day, y'all are like super far. And then when you dispose of whatever you decided to use, maybe dispose of your candle, it's done burning in one trash can. And then you go to a dumpster in the neighborhood over and dispose of the other um candle or whatever that represents that other person. I hope I explain that in a way that makes sense, but just do things that that show like a, a separation or like a, a movement. Get rid of their shit. If you have their things in your home, get rid of that. Those things carry energy. If you have some old stuff you holding on to a sock, y'all ain't nothing to do with that sock unless you're doing a ritual <laughs> to get rid of them. Uh, so that's my advice. Also, you know, time. Sometimes things just take time. But from a hoodoo perspective, take actions that do things that show separation or cutting. If you have something of theirs that they don't want no more, I don't go, you know, Lisa left that necessarily, but like cut their things up. Like if it's something that maybe they gave you that you don't want anymore, just cut remove. You're trying to cut and clear, do cut and clearing things. You know, if it's a place where y'all used to have sex, I used to always have sex in your living room. Okay. Clear it out, clear it, move your couch around. Like, Hey babe. So I'm sure y'all have heard about microdosing. If not, I got you. It's all the rage. Basically it's a way to have THC, not too much, but a little bit in a supplement so that you can feel the beautiful effects of the plants that we love THC. And our show today is sponsored by microdose gummies and microdose gummies deliver a perfect entry level dose of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I love to microdose when I'm being creative, when I'm thinking of topics. And sometimes I might pop a little before the altar and see what the spirits got to say. <laughs> but they really do taste great. Um, and it helps me feel really good. And just to get in the zone, wind down, chill, sleep, all around 10 out of 10. So microdose is available nationwide. And to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code JUJU. 
to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, of course. But again, that's microdose.com and the code is J-U-J-U. See ya. Get creative. Hoodoo is about using what you have um, and common sense. So whatever feels like it's removing energy, clearing and cutting, do that. I hope that was helpful. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so while we're on the topic of doing workings, um, (laughs) let's talk about how deep we're willing to go. I was on the internet the other day. Actually, no, I heard this on Horrible Decisions. Um, podcast and child, they were talking about a sex toy that you can buy that holds your dead lover inside of it. Yes. Okay. So 21 grams is the name of this new age sex toy. No, this is not an ad. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They is not paying me for this. Hmm? I ain't telling y'all to go buy it. But 21 grams is the name of the new age sex toy. And in 2015, a Dutch designer named Mark Sturkenboom designed a sentimental type of sex toy called the memory box. And it is a wooden box that can only be opened with a gold plated brass key. And the key can be worn like as a necklace and the key opens the box and it contains like a speaker system, an iPhone compatible speaker system, <laughs> a scent diffuser, but also the 21 grams of your deceased lover's ashes in a, gla- a glass blown dildo. And <laughs> oh, there's so much to unpack. Um, I'm here for things that commemorate and honor the dead. I'm here for the glass. I'm here for the key. I'm here for memory boxes, holding on to heirloom-like thingies. I'm, I'm, I'm so here for that. I love that. I love the concept of keeping the dead around us and close to us because, you know, over here, we believe that the dead really ain't going nowhere. They still are around us and close to us. So it's a good reminder that they are to have like, you know, memory boxes and ting, but the glass blown dildo with 21 grams of my dead lover's ashes in it. I, (sighs) okay. No, don't judge me. In some ways I kind of stand. That's kind of cool. And because I've never lost, I've never lost a lover. I've never lost someone who I cared for so deeply and was intimate with in that way. So perhaps this could be kind of cool if you're not ready to move on or you want to feel close to your partner or or even you feel like your partner is still around, but you want some kind of physical, something that you can touch and remind you of them during sex or you know during masturbation um however (laughs) sex with the dead first of all this is that's a whole podcast (sighs) but 
for those of us, you know, deep in these traditions and we've seen a lot of things in the mediums, we know that sex with the dead is possible. Okay. When spirits come through, you're having certain dreams or you have these outer body experiences where you feel like you're having sex because you are like with a spirit. That's a whole, again, that's a whole podcast, but it can, it's a slippery slope when that, that spirit comes through because it's just, it's a lot of energy. Some people try to have sex with spirits and do on purpose. Some people find themselves just having sex with spirits and they were not expecting it. So it's, it's, it's really messy. And so this idea of having ashes with the dildo for, for me, it feels like it could open up a portal that maybe not everybody wants. Maybe I just want this dildo just to have a memory box or to like please myself every now and again with it, but it may like kind of open up a, a larger can of worms that someone's not really ready to deal with uh, spiritually. There's just a lot of spiritual implications that I can think about when, you know, possibly using a toy like this. So, you know, like I said, I stand in some ways, but it feels like it could teeter on getting a little dangerous and messy. You know, I don't know. Um, What do y'all think about that? I'm curious, you know, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Vo- you could voice memo me, voicemail me um, or IG me and let me know what you all think about this glass blown dildo sex toy. Am I going to use it? Mm, I'm a widow. I probably would <laughs> just to have it <laughs> because why not? Alrighty, beloved. So remember, you know, you do not have to be partnered in order to live a happy, fulfilling, spiritually sound life and experience. And also, if you want to be partnered, that's 100% okay. If you're doing work to manifest your lover, that is 100% okay. Um, It's real. Just remember what mama said, child. Be careful of who and what you are calling into your life. Be pacific, okay? Um, and love can find you when when you least expect it. Remember that. But it's okay to yearn for it. It's natural. And like I said earlier, you learn a lot about who you are when you are partnered. So it's totally cool if that's what you want. Um, just go to your ancestors, see what they have to say, see what you have to say, follow your intuition. And I trust that you, if you are desiring a partner, or if you're desiring a new relationship with your current partner or partners, that it is nourishing, that it is exactly what you need. Y'all, I am so excited to let you all know after two years, I'm finally back doing readings for the public after... Y'all been begging, child. My ancestors was like, no, girl, it's time. So I'm, I'm happy to announce that I am doing readings again. So if you would like to book a session with me, I'm only offering one hour sessions. You can do so on my website, jujubay.com. And if you go to work, you'll see spiritual readings and there you can book with me. So I'll see you in divination. 
so yes if you want to connect with me you can do so on patreon of course we have a lot of interesting things happening on patreon so shout out to my newest patrons shout out to bone x flower or maybe bone by flower thank you so much for becoming a patron shout out to kamani harris Kristen carr lene turner missy bb evan gerard and seven Bodhi. seven i think i shouted you out last time but hey i'm gonna shout you out again baby thank you so much y'all for becoming a patron i appreciate you in the ways that you are sharing with me monetarily i'm sharing the energy of abundance right back tenfold a hundredfold a thousandfold may you manifest all of the the things the blessings that you want in your life and may you have the resources to do it with ease so ashes thank you thank you thank you face thank y'all for tuning in and thank you for joining the conversation remember if you want to talk about a little juju podcast on the socials hashtag a l j pod on social media and don't forget to follow at a little juju podcast on the gram if you'd like to bring me juju bay to your school or org to speak to teach to do a workout a workshop not to work out honey <laughs> oh but let me add though working out has really been increasing my mental health i hate that the girls the workout girls were right it does help y'all i hate it but if you would like me to come to your school or to talk or to teach um uh, to teach about black ass spirituality and ancestral religions and systems feel free to reach out to me at juju at itsjujubae.com and we can make something shake honey i appreciate y'all for listening always I love y'all so much and for my newcomers welcome welcome to the world of of juju you got this I know it can feel like a lot because it is and that's why you have time do not rush you got this you have listened to your ancestors call because you're here because you're listening so I'm wishing you the best on your journey and I'll see you next episode. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Later. All you need is a little juju. Our producers are Kenya Denise and Alexandra De Palma. A little juju is produced by Domino Sound. Yes, you do. And all you need is a little juju. I got libations and calories.